Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Remember that old saying, it's better to give than to receive? Yes! Well, give yourself a thrill with the new Home Alone 2 Super Nintendo video game. Also available for your Game Boy and Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, great. My Nintendo Entertainment System. That's right. NES for short. Hello, everyone. Welcome back or two for the first time. Play Retro. That's right. Play Retro. I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and this... Uh, game in Christmas mode all over. What? What, what did I say? I, and is this game in Christmas mode all year long? If so, we're gonna have a problem. Oh wait, I really like these games. Screw it, I'm Santa forever. Satan forever, Santa forever. War on Christmas, and I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway. And I just stood in line for like two hours to have the opportunity to sit on the lap of a 1990s fat era mall Santa, and so somewhere like that. And he smells like corn dog seven and orange Julius. I mm. uh, did all that just to ask for a Sega Saturn with a 3D controller. And do you know what he said to me? You have any idea? He said, "I off." He said, "You'll shoot your eye out, kid." Oh. Anywho, I'm on the naughty list. Can I come over and play with your stuff? Okay. <laughs> do you have that Saturn controller, the big fatty with the sticks? No, I want it. I want the 3D controller, especially after this uh, this episode that we're doing today, which is we're talking about these Christmas specials, and one of those specials is. Uh, Christmas Nights into Dreams, and I've never played Nights into Dreams. We're going to get deep into that later. But, man, I may have found uh, a a new new love. That game's great. I love the Nights into Dreams games. Um, I I bought the Christmas one back in the day. I don't know where that disc ended up, but I owned it for a long time. And I yeah. had the three. Did you get controller. it free with a magazine, or did it come with another uh, or another another game, or did you send in shipping I, money? Okay, so what money? I think happened is I went. I had Nights into Dreams, and I only had. I didn't have the new controller. There was word at Software right. Etc. If you went in there and bought the new controller, they would give you that that holiday season. You would also get a copy of the Christmas game, which ah, also I go. think just like you said showed up in game uh, magazines. They were giving it. They were giving it away every way they could. Yeah, which is weird, but whatever. It's like a promo yeah. item, and uh, ironically enough, I actually enjoyed the Christmas one better than the main game. At least I remember okay. yeah. doing that. But I've got big questions about this one now, which Ooh. we'll get into uh, shortly. Before we do any of that, I, I want to tell a, a brief tale of what happened to my favorite emulation retro gaming device. Uh oh. Uh, your your uh your Steam Deck that you ripped the knob off of? Yeah, I did, well, it didn't totally come off, but I jammed the knob so hard by uh, it falling off of a surface and then landing or catching on a chair rail or something. We're still trying to figure out right. what happened. 
it, it bonked the uh, the right analog stick out to the oh. point that I was either going to have to tear the whole thing apart and do it myself or oh, break it by forcing it or contacting Valve to see what they'd do. So I did that. I think I talked to some about this last week, but I talked to Valve. They said, oh, you have more than 2,000 games on Steam. You're awesome. Why don't we take care of this for you? <laughs> um, so they said, here's a prepaid shipping thing. Uh, send it back to us. If we can fix it, we will. And then send you back the device. Uh, if we can't, we'll send you a brand new one, same equivalent specs. And I said, well, that sounds great. So that's what I did. It's currently in their hands. I'm waiting for a word back on what's going on with that thing. Um, that's awesome. I bugged but me, though, because I miss it. I miss it terribly. Oh, Oh, so that's, the, so that's not what you broke then? I thought you said No, you that is what I broke. That's what I broke. Oh. So now I'm waiting for the damn thing, and I can't, uh-huh. and my favorite place to play emulation is not uh, no longer in my hands. Here's the worst part. When you do it, and then they say send it back for repair, they say remove everything and reset it to factory oh, settings. I hate that. So take everything off with a SD card if you want to, or whatever you're going to do, which I did, and then you right. got to wipe it. Now I got to do all that again when it comes I back. Know. I don't want to do that so again. It's not so hard if you've never. If you if you have a Steam Deck, if you don't have a Steam Deck, think about getting one for Christmas. Maybe you're getting one for Christmas. Happy Happy Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, uh, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. And so uh, it's not too bad, but it is the 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 installer for the Emu Deck is not bad. But then you have to go back and you have to install everything. This is the yeah, this is the bane of my existence with retroing because it's just like constantly going. I need to scrape for my image files again. I got to put oh. my ROMs over where they belong. I got to find those BIOS files again that I've totally deleted, and I don't know where the crap I put them at. Crap, it's I forgot. I th- now that you say that, that reminds me that I spent a ton of time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I spent so yeah, much it. time keeping it awake because you can't do it while it sleeps. Keeping it yeah. awake and letting it scrape, not wanting to sub to the freaking scrape fee. To yeah. get it faster, so I'm just letting it do one by one, and I got the entire SNES, entire GBA, and entire Genesis libraries completely done. Thousands of games done, and now I got to do that. Scott flicking. I got to do that again. I would look <laughs> yeah, over. I would like have a little timer go off every thirty seconds. Ago, I'd look over to my Steam Deck, flick a stick, and then it would keep going. Oh my god, flick a stick, keep going. That's I don't want to. I don't want to do that again. I got. I got. I still. I still have to scrape mine. So. I will try that this week. It's one of the ones I want to do because I like using Emulation Station on my Steam Deck. Part right. of uh, the Emu uh, the Emu Deck. If you install it, you can choose to put RetroArch and Emulation Station. Uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that this week, and maybe I can figure out some some things. Sure. And uh, maybe that maybe that'll be your Christmas gift. Let uh, me know the, the your gift, gift to me. Free time. Yep. There you go. And also, uh, someone in the chat says a way to back up your your Steam Deck. There absolutely is a way to back up everything that's on yeah. there but it wasn't really in a position to do it i wanted to hurry and send it so i can maybe get it back before christmas that's what i want yeah yeah i don't think it's gonna happen i was ready to play that's I, used to do too. I was gonna play midnight suns on that thing oh. uh po- by the way potion uh what's that potion game we played back in the boop days um oh i love potion uh potion craft potion, potion crafter po- crafty uh, no i think it's potion craft i think it's just as simple just as potion that. craft anyway that hit 1.0 today that's cool. Oh, yes. They finally got to the 1 0. That yeah. was such a fun game. Yep. I can't wait to see all the, the full tree that they, had, uh, they hadn't finished doing. I'm going to go was, back it to it and check it out. But I was looking yeah. forward to playing that on the deck. It was Steam Deck verified. Can't do that. Can't do anything until it gets back. So uh, don't be like me and screw things up. That's the rule. You need that's to do? the lesson. Just need to, you just need to um, order a second one. Oh, just, uh, very nice. Back up. <laughs> um, we talked a ton about Brian's new 3D Merry printer Christmas. in the pre-show. So if you're not a patron, you may want to sign up and hear all this uh, 3D printer talk that we had in the pre-show. 
Yeah, uh, but in addition to that, Eric sent you something cool. What'd you get? That's right. Voldaire, our friend uh, Voldaire. And uh, I don't know if Voldaire's here or not today, but he's he's a great community member on Mission Deep and Frog Pants server. He sent me a some. He, he changed my life. We were filming. We were doing. I think we were doing film sack recording the other day, and it, it arrived. It was brought to my office as it was in the film sack. And I, pr- pr- Scott, probably heard me say, "Holy shit!" Because that's what exactly what I thought when I opened it. Uh, I knew Voldaire was sending me uh, a, a Game Boy player for my GameCube. I've been looking Bastard. for one of these. Bastard. And exactly because the GameCube player is not so expensive. They're like about sixty dollars. Not too bad. But then to have the Game Boy player disc is anywhere between $100 and $150. Yeah. They're just super rare. So you've got to do some modding first. Voltaire sent me the disc and the and the player. And so it's solved. And then he stacked on stacks all these crazy Pokemon and all these games that I'm going to play this next year that I've never gotten. I've never played anything more than like Pokemon Go. And so... Look at all these colors of Pokemon. We've got uh, we got a was this a black one? This is just this is just the uh, original trading card game. Yeah, we got yeah. the, we got that silver edition, a gold, a Jeez. couple of gold editions, a red. Where edition. Where did he get all these? He, he had Yellow. them. He just owned them over time. Just over time, blue sapphire, uh, some kind of sparkly thing. But I've never played Pokemon. Some kind of sparkly to any thing. effect. Some kind of sparkly blue one. Yeah, yeah. But man. That's awesome. You have better yep. friends on the internet than I do. I don't. Nobody sends me cool shit. <laughs> well, man, yeah, we we hang out a good bit on the on the Discord server. He's he's a great guy, and so. But this is just a small sample of all the games he sent me. He sent me. And I'll talk about them uh, in short order, but I don't want to like you know. But like I said, he just sent me a whole ton of stuff and sent me some of my favorite things, my favorite pieces of art. Sent me some great pieces of art and then sent me these as well. Did you, oh, you ever mess with these little, Those are shy these guys. little melted bead things? Yes, yeah, they're shy guys. You're, you ever mess with these little melted bead things? Yeah, when uh, when my kids were little, little, we would uh, we'd make those all the time. Never yeah, made shy guys I, though. It's pretty cool. No, me either. I've been wanting to do some of those, and so this has inspired me as well as some artwork he he included in that. So him and his significant other were kind enough. She was kind enough to pack all that stuff, and and it was great. It was all it was like opening a million Christmas gifts at at one time. It was it was fantastic. That's awesome. Real quick, I'll show you what somebody sent me. I wish it was a box of retro stuff. Nope. <laughs> it was this cowboy with a hand missing. See this? I got it. Oh, no, wait. Is he a, what? Is he a, he's a cowboy with a hand? Is he like a specific cowboy? Nope. Just a cowboy <laughs> made out <laughs> of resin or something. You got a red. So you just got a rando package. A rando package. It was originally uh, made in China and sold for 20 bucks at a Hobby Lobby, it says here on here. Right, right. Uh, and it's just a cowboy. I think his hand may have had a gun or maybe this hand. No, this hand has a cigarette. Or a bullet. So Sorry, this hand oh, is a bullet. A, it's got a cigarette. That is amazing. No, it's a bullet. I just thought it was a cigarette. Um, oh. But then the other hand had a gun, like a revolver. He's going to put the thing in, and then we have a proper cowboy man. But no, they just sent me a one-armed cowboy man. So and you looked and you looked all through the box, right? As oh, yeah. you like dug oh, yeah. through it. Yeah, there was nothing in there, and I know, and there was no that name. So I get weird shit in the mail, dude. That is fan freaking. We you know what you need. You need to three D print that thing. I guess I do. I'll <laughs> 3D print you a hand. 3D 3D print a replacement hand. That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got one more thing to talk about. It is Christmas time. This is our Christmas special. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, we'll be doing <laughs> not Christmas stuff after this. But I, I was hoping we would get this out in time so people didn't have a chance to enjoy it. Sure. Um, I've been watching all my holiday specials, and I was looking to stream 
Olive, the other reindeer. Oh, I love that movie. I love that Christmas special. It's, it's so great. good. It's great. It's not streaming anywhere except YouTube. Mm. And apparently Fox just doesn't give a crap. It's just some rando on there has posted all of the other reindeer. And I just a couple of randos. There's a rando there. And there's a rando who included all of the original commercials that ran at the time, which I kind of want to watch. I want to do that because I'm, I'm thinking what I'm going to do because I got back into my emu VR again this past week. I think I'm going to run all of the other reindeer on my headset in my virtual 90s room and just chill out. I think I'm going to do that one day this weekend. I think you should. I think that's great. I, I think it's going to be amazing. But all yeah, right. I love all the other reindeer. And I've talked to a few people since then. I'm like, hey, are you guys find all the reindeer, all of the reindeer anywhere on stream? And they're like, what? I never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. What? No, people that haven't heard of that movie are missing out. I know it's a little bit rare. We had it on DVD or something years yeah. ago. And I don't know what happened to it since. But it is one of the most wonderful chil- little things. Yeah. It was a children's book. It looks like 2D, but it was rendered in 3D. It's got Homer Simpson's voice as the bad guy. It's got uh, Drew Barrymore as the lead olive of the other reindeer. Yeah. Um, it's got it's got REM music in it. It's got REM in it. It's, it's, it, I, I love it. The style is amazing. It's this weird 2D, yeah. 3D thing, and it, yeah. it is awesome. I highly recommend it's based, what you're It's putting. based on a book, uh, but it's a little more cheeky in, in, the, in the cartoon form. Yeah. Yes, it's it's a, very, very good. And it's olive- the other reindeer olive yeah that that's the whole that's the whole running joke i'll spoil that part for you they think they hear olive the other reindeer the dog's name is olive and what they and when he says all of the other reindeer they mm-hmm. hear, mishear it and that's the whole it's the whole threes company joke for the holiday special yes it's exactly <laughs> correct and it is what it is and you just live with it you groove on it okay you groove on it that's what you do uh awesome well that's great to hear i uh am excited to do a thing to your screen real quick hold on here's brian oh what happened i'm just gonna make you a little more festive hold on no make me more festive man don't worry about this i'm gonna go oh look at that hold on i've got lights in my face wow okay that's nice i like that i feel like i'm at the i feel like i'm at the local uh mexican restaurant yeah that's where you want to be yeah and uh, now we have lights and we look like a proper Christmas uh, special oh, I today. I love this. This is fun. Yeah, I like this. It? It's uh, where'd really you get nice. the snow from? Don't tell me now. I, w- I want to know I'll later. show it to you tell later. I found a really cool source of snow. That's a good one. And it's yeah. perfect. It just sort of repeats and looks like dandruff. It's fantastic. It's big, chunky. It's big, chunky flakes. I like that. That's mm, what you want when it snows. Flakes. That's what we got going right now. So I, I like some <laughs> chunky snow. All right. Let's get into it. It is our game discussion of the week. Let's get into the Christmas games of old. <laughs> Shall we play a game? Indeed. Let's talk about a couple of games, a handful of games, really. And we're going to start with the one you mentioned earlier. Uh, I still think the best Christmas game ever made. I may be wrong about this, but I'm going to call it that. I rated each of these and uh, I didn't rate them like one, two, three, because these are such different games from different time periods. Yeah. I just said this one gets rating of of the best. Yeah. And it's it's still a lot of fun. The problem with it is is what I'm about to play. This is horrendous. Do not let this I stop love it. you. I know what you're going to play, and I love this part. It's so charming. Go ahead. Don't let this stop you from playing this game. Remember the era this happened. It's the 90s. Voiceover for games that came from Japan was not good. We don't do what we do today. All right? It was a very different time. You've heard Barry a million times, right? 
This eats berry. This eats berries. Jill. But yeah. it's, it's much better. It, it is better than, well, is it? Anyway, I'm going to play a little bit well, of this it. Is, look, before you do that, we'll talk real quick. Just, I, I got to just, just get out there. Uh, holidays. Brian's tolerance for crap it increases Does it? so that I can I can consume I can consume the crap that is being fed to me. So I'll always <laughs> give a grade on a curve when it comes to Christmas. Okay, no, that's good to know. Uh, yeah. With the, then with that in, in mind, here's this. The city is covered with Christmas decorations, and people are looking for presents for their loved ones. Among them are Elliot and Clarice. They all look rushed. That gentleman, that lady, that old man. Why do they have to walk that fast? In the crowd, they feel something important is missing. The streets look so beautiful. This is the most cheerful time of the year. But it seems like nobody is paying any attention to something important. Walking down the street, they find themselves in the middle of Twin Seed Cedar. What is this nonsense? I love it. I feel like I'm at a Christmas play. It's I feel like so I'm at bad. school. I feel like there's, like I said, I feel like I'm at, I'm at, at you know, the middle school play. One of the teachers is up there setting the stage. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I, I knew you would. Fit. I knew you would. When I, when I first was working on that and getting that audio, I went, you know what? Brian's going to tell me he likes this. And I'm yeah, not going mean, to believe was, him. I'm going to. Once gonna, again, if it was if it was something in the middle of July, I'd be like, "No, nah, I'm going to need a pro actor here." But there's something about Christmas that that makes me go, "I like tacky. I like amateur. Yeah, I like all of it." Okay, then you you're like my wife, except with her, it's those uh, that Hallmark those horrible Callmark crap. She loves that <laughs> stuff, and it's got the same problem. You know, it's like the same issue, just on a right. television standard, but. Anyway, here's what the game actually sounds like, and this is where I think it uh, it wins me over. It's nice that the game gets to use actual um, uh, open source, or not open source, but like public domain Christmas music. Yeah. <laughs> and have their own little versions and stuff. If you never played the Knights games, this was Sonic Team. All right, mm-hmm. folks behind all the Sonic games, this was their attempt to make a uh, must-have, must-buy title for the Sega Saturn that was uh, 3D. It was kind of their way of also proving that the device was capable of more 3D, uh, even though the new, the brand-new Sony Fast. PlayStation 2 was kind of eating their lunch and uh, making them look bad. And it really wasn't meant to be much of a 2D or a 3D console. Uh, so this was their attempt to do that. Big, colorful, fast graphics. Zipping around, you're, you look like a court gesture, basically. In the Christmas version, you're much more colorful, and everything's Christmas themed. Um, again, it was most of mo- mainly a promo, but I actually think the game played really well. It was good. Yeah. Um, but it's this you know, actually, yeah. Go ahead. I, I've never played any of this. I've been waiting. I've been wanting to get one of the controllers in so I could play it on my Saturn before I played this game, and I at first hated it. I was like. Oh, what is going on? My controls are literal; they're not inverted, like mm-hmm. for flying. Yep. And you know, it's just—it's just like all. What is this flying even doing now? I, I don't understand how I'm—I'm I'm positioned in the world. It's not Nothing true 3D anyway. Sense. It's all on rails in terms. It's a 2D game play, but right. presented in 3D space. So yeah, and, important to know. But once I got once I played it for a little bit, and I'm like, oh, 
that you're kind of like in a, a sphere and you're flying around. And once I got used to going, you know, literal down and it would take me down, I started it started growing on me. And then mm-hmm. the the then the story kind of took took over and then the music kind of took over. And then I was just like, I'm in and I couldn't stop playing this game. And this is a full level uh, that is in the real game, uh, but it's Christmas themed. Right. And it's a standalone. And if you adjust the clock to different times, I didn't know this until today. Uh, it'll it'll like during December, the month of December will be decorated. If you get out of December, it's just it's back, back to, to normal that single yep. level. Back to that level. And then, again. Yeah. And then you can do the same for New Year's as a different thing, which I didn't try. And then there's one for April Fool's Day as well. This is what an era and, of uh, games did to to maintain the illusion that Christmas is coming. Christmas is here and Christmas is over. Oh, it's back again. Yeah. And they did it through the system clock. Um, think, you know, like the original um, GameCube in America, but N64 for Japan uh, version of Animal Crossing had this very feature where yes. you were like, all right, winter is based on this clock. And some people would cheat and go back in time and, of course, you know, or jump ahead and say, well, now all my shit's grown. I didn't have to wait for three days or whatever. Um, this they used got that smart on us and they started effing us over when we did that. Yes, they Stupid did. Animal Crossing. So now what they, you know, most games have a lot of games, especially games as a service, think like World of Warcraft and I don't know, Destiny over or uh, not Overwatch. Well, Overwatch as well. But like they have these events yeah. and Season they do it for events. Halloween. They do it for Christmas. They do it for various times of the year, Chinese New Year, that sort of thing. And that's all server side. They take care of it. You don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm type thing very different world than back then where everything was dependent on whether you put the correct date in your damn system or not yeah and if you had the disc and they were trying to get these a a lot of these end up being not intentionally but a lot of these games we end up looking at were in the 90s when magazines were having a moment we were we were actually having especially with gaming and uh and so they were distributing a lot of freeware shareware demos and that type of thing Mm -hmm. on, on these disc and this was uh, this is one I never got because I didn't have a Saturn back in the day. But uh, you couldn't you couldn't hardly not get it though. Is as much as they were giving this away. Oh yeah, Saturn. Heck yeah, it was hard to. I mean, they really were trying to promo this thing and, and say, hey, yeah. look, the Saturn's capable of some very cool graphics. Quit quit telling us the PS One's superior. Blah blah blah. Even though it was kind of true. Um, yeah. Here's the thing though. Uh, the gameplay itself. I just want to focus on that for a second, since you know this. That's what the show's about. The gameplay is very. Um, think it, think of something you would you would maybe one touch button type game, endless runner type game you might play on a phone to, uh, these days. That is what it was. Now at the time, you know, no, there's nothing else quite like this. And so this one mechanic of zooming in and out and going up and down and through and weird boss fights and all that stuff seemed really novel. Today you would find about a million mobile games that play just just like this. Yeah, I'm um, not saying it's a bad thing, but if you're trying to understand how it plays it plays like um think of a side-scrolling endless runner but one that's has you flying there are actually a bunch i can't think of any names but there there there's a ton of games on the on the app stores that play a bunch like this and well, like, um, like scott said it's it's just like it's on rails in in 3d somewhat because you're kind of in a lane uh when you're going around this like in a in a circle mm-hmm. uh around the map and so yeah you're kind of locked in so you can't you don't have total freedom you just got up down oh uh, i have a game called it's... orbital i have a brand new indie game sort of new indie game called orbital bullet i think now yes, that i, now we that I think about that it, on uh that is it's on mobile now because yeah. we played it on the well that PC. was a boob show thing and that's still on pc as, as far as i know i don't think okay. it's on mobile but the, what yeah. i'm getting at is that is a 
that's a game that immediately remi- reminded me of Knights uh, when I played yeah. it. There's a lot more going on. You're shooting and other stuff, but it it's this idea of you're in a rotating 3D space and you're sort of locked there. You can't right. come toward the camera. The camera will shift and do dynamic things, but it's not that you're moving somewhere special. It's the camera moving. Um, yeah, it's the more, I, the more I played this, the more I realized I'm like, okay, this really makes sense because at first, uh, when I heard of, uh, you know, Saturn was, was going to get, uh, you know, this game instead of like a Sonic game proper, I was from the Sonic team. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Why are they doing a Sonic? It makes sense because flying in this game engine wouldn't really work for Sonic because he's more of a ground kind of guy, but it still feels like you're playing a Sonic game because it's still got, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to get, you're trying to increase speed. Uh, you're hitting these speed uh, pushes and stops, and you're also zipping. There's like a zip button that like lets you zip quickly uh, in a direction. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like Sonic in a lot of ways, the yeah. way it plays, even yeah. though it's visually different. I agree. It's uh, clearly it's a Sonic there. Sonic team game. Uh, right. This and, and the game it's based on, obviously the bigger game. Um, and I wouldn't mind a fresh take on it. I don't know what it would be today. Uh you know, they just put out a new Sonic game that's doing very well. Um, right. Sonic crap. What's it called? Sonic crap. That's it's, my favorite one. How'd you know? Let me spin it up. Open world Sonic thing. I forgot the name of it. <laughs> Chat room. What is it? It's doing oh. pretty well. It sold like 3 million copies already. It's like succeeding. But uh, could they do that with Knights again? I don't know. This this gameplay sort of depends on it being 2.5D. And yeah. um and it's kind of it's it's a very simple game, even though it looks very complex. It's a very the gameplay is very simple. Uh, I I do like the the time mechanic where it's like you got to complete, you got to collect so many mm-hmm. uh, items and drop them off into a Christmas tree. None of that makes sense, but you you trust me when you play it, it makes sense. It makes sense, uh, yeah. and it makes sense. And you're you're all on a clock, and if you run out of time, you lose your flying suit, and you have to walk because you're now you're one of the just the the humans, and it and, sucks. Uh, by the way, it sucks when that happens yeah, because if you bad. don't make it to the place where you need to be, it really sucks. You have to walk back, and there's this big floating arrow telling you which direction to go. And the whole time, there's a clock chasing you, going. Yeah. So, if, man, if you like fantasy themes, I love this fantasy world. It is, it's a lot of fun. It's pretty cool. Uh, I would recommend yeah. it. I would, and I think it's one of yeah, the most standout Christmas-specific experiences that the yeah. games ever did. I think it was this. It's, it's, if you if you're planning on playing some Christmas games, emulate this puppy, which is what I did. I did it on uh, I did it on RetroArch. I oh. tried to do it in the I tried to emulate it in Mister FPG A, but the core is still very alpha mm-hmm. early on. Had, didn't have any luck there, and then I tried to do it on. I tried to do it, something happened on my Steam Deck and I couldn't do it right. Oh weird! But then I tried on RetroArch too, and I realized that oh everything is out of date. And once I've updated that, it worked. Yeah, the updates, perfect. the that's the thing with that. When you do the retro arts thing on the yeah. deck at EMU or whatever, you got to go in there once in a while and check. Yeah. Check and for how- it's on archive.org, Christmas Nights into Dreams. Yeah. Like I said, it was it was pretty much just given away for free. Yeah, you're going to be pretty solid and easy to find find most of these games. Is this one of those you can play on the browser or no? Do I know? don't know because they're, uh, the, the software project that is on archive.org does not support... Uh, a Saturn emulation. Mm. They do DOS, uh, Commodore 64. Uh, there's a couple of more that, that yeah. are on there that I've played. It's kind of yeah. everything but Nintendo up to a point. 
Yeah, right. And it's also according to, once you get into the 16-bit era, I don't think the browser has the support. Yeah. That. Don't, don't quote me on that. But I th- that sounds that's right. How it is. That sounds right yeah. to me. They have some MAME stuff in there as well, or some arcade stuff. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. MAME stuff is, is huge on there. Pretty that good. the whole start. Pretty, All right. Let's talk about, uh, for a lot of people growing up in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, uh, you had a Christmas movie like none other called Home Alone. And Kevin! It's, a, it's very popular john hughes joint uh although didn't he write no no no. it was the second one he wrote and chris columbus directed it right the i always get those confused yeah i forget I too confused but i think some, i think sometimes he'll right. do that he'll write things like he wrote christmas vacation but somebody else directed it but then right. most of the things he would write he would also direct john hughes is a modern yeah. genius nobody nobody appreciated him nearly as much as yeah. as we do now but anyway Home Alone was a movie that for a lot of people is the Christmas movie uh, for them. And, of course, they made video game adaptations. Let's start with this one with some sound. Here you go. Whoops, wrong one. I'm home alone. Home alone. Who's home? I don't know. I'm alone. Uh that Telltale NES music, probably a bit of a giveaway in terms of platform, but this is the first game, and based on the first movie, you control Kevin around a, a variety of environments, including your house uh, and other places. You you actually like can go to other places via like connected ropes and phone lines and other crap uh, to get to... Uh, uh, like I guess it's a tree house here that we're looking at. Right yeah, that now, follows that, that tracks with the movie because that's one of the things he does. He uh, he slides across. Oh, that's uh, right. I the, forgot the about rope. that. Yeah, to get away from the the wet bandits. Yep, and he's Marv. always he's always sneaking. And what he does is he collects from the world. I played I played a bunch of this uh, right. for the first time because I didn't play this when I was when it came out. I didn't even know about it, but uh, for the show, I I decided to give it a shot. He's being chased by, I guess, the two guys that are supposed to be Joe Pesci and uh, it's, it's supposed to be Harry and Marv. Yeah, uh, they and they kind of look like Harry and Marv. Uh, he's he's got blonde hair, so he doesn't quite uh, his hair is way too blonde, and he's uh, the the way he walks though uh, makes me die laughing because the first time I saw this, it looks like he's broke his hip or something. He's only walking is like his hips stay in place and his legs like go in front of him it's the weirdest walk but i it, it makes me laugh it's very odd now i'm going to show some some art from a cutscene in it where i'm going to say uh wait which that's one? him back at the back yeah, yes, that's him that the back. like a 14 year old kid or something that looks it? wrong up there it looks just yeah. wrong down here we got the yeah. cop he's he's caught them both and they kind of look like that's not really joe pesci looking though no but he's got this looks the like joe daniel pesci stern fit on this looks like daniel stern yeah. sort of it kind of does. That would probably they did the best on Daniel Stern. Maybe yeah. he's the most easily recognizable as a silhouette. I don't know who that cop is though. But he's very angry. <laughs> he's super pissed. He's, he's he's throwing the book at these guys. He and he's the old school six button cop too. You know he's got oh, yeah. the he's got the whole six buttons on his shirt. Oh like yeah, English. nobody yeah. nobody's dead. like Officer O'Malley in the forties is what this right. is. Uh, anyway, it is uh, kind of a stealth action game, but not really. The stealth part doesn't really play into it. I wish it did because that was my maybe biggest complaint. You find these yeah. things around the house. They're basically trap kits. Yeah. And they look like little box icons. And in them, it'll say, oh, this is a thing that'll trap him with this or whatever. And when you lay those down and one of the crooks get behind you, they'll get caught up in the trap. Um, and you're just supposed to keep doing that until... Yeah, you're, just, you're in a constant run. You yeah. never get to stop you're running between the house the tree house and i guess the basement but you're all at the McAllister's home 
uh, and you're trying to uh, evade while dropping off traps. Yeah, and you and I'm gonna say, I don't think this game's that great. It's okay. I hate it. It's really, really <laughs> repetitive. It's very like one note. They don't have much else yeah. to show you, and it's also pretty short. You can beat this thing in. Let's see, who did I watch? Twenty play? minutes because you have to. Go, you have to. Yeah, it was twenty minutes because you have to avoid being caught for twenty minutes. So you play it in twenty minute segments, and it's always the same game every time. You just walk in a circle, and tr- and they walk faster than you. The crooks walk faster than you. So the only thing you can do is pick up items and slow them down and keep running for 20 minutes for 20 minutes straight so think of it as like a vampire survivors run those are all 20 minutes yeah and that's the game that's the whole the 28 bucks or whatever you spent on this the same music yeah you paid about it you paid about a dollar a minute or more (laughs) Uh, no about two three bucks a minute game people this was not like a demo disc that you get from christmas nights in the dreams this is this is you went to the store and you shelled out money. This is not coming to magazine. Mm-mm. No, sir. No. You you had to intentionally pay pay for it. Yeah. It's a I don't think it's a very good game. It's okay as this a, a as a look back, but you know. This is a renter. Uh you don't have multiplayer, so that would be kind of disappointing. Usually I would rent games to, to play with friends and stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah. I can't I can't think of how I would play this more than one twenty minute session a year. No. <laughs> yeah. I'll never want to pay money for it. I know that. No, no. Now, so I, I, will, gonna, I gave this one the grade of worst. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, I would say that it's uh, things get a little better. And that was 91, by the way. So 91. Right. Things got a little better in 91 if you were a Genesis owner. I thought the Genesis game was a little bit better. Uh, yeah. Here's some here's some obvious sound from that because you just it sounds like nothing else. So here you go. Listen to that Genesis ass music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It feels like Toe Jam and Earl about to show up anytime. This featured a bunch of different kind of gameplay. You're on a sled for a bunch of it. Uh, it's just different, just different yeah. than the other game. I thought it would just be an up-resed, uh, cause I played the NES one first, then moved to the Genesis game and I thought it would just be more of that. It's not, um, this happened a lot with intellectual properties during the early nineties when they would do this, they would give development teams for each of the different systems out there uh, running and they would give them some uh, certain parameters and then they were allowed to do any type of gameplay that would be, uh, appropriate for the devices on. So it's, it's nothing like the same game other than you're once again trying to run from the wet bandits and you're trying to slow them down and stop them. Yes, except the one, big, the one big difference is he ends up in this lab that's got yeah. nothing to do with anything that was never in the game <laughs> or in the movie, sorry. No, the movie, yeah. Almost almost nothing was in the movie that's going on here. It's a totally different thing. You've got an overworld section where you're riding in the neighborhood on a sled to get from house to house because the wet bandits are working their way through the neighborhood uh, stealing and drowning the houses. And so you have to go to each of the houses and prep work traps throughout the house. And then uh, you're trying to slow them down enough. So the police get there in 20 minutes and you can do some shooting and stuff. So you can actually, uh, it, there, there's a lot more collectibles, a lot more places to go and a little bit of strategy you can use. So yeah. I'm going to give this one a little bit higher rating than that. Definitely better than the NES circles. one. Yeah. hundred percent better. Yeah. I don't know the SNES, SNES Genesis both got uh, Home Alone two when that movie came out. I I did yes. not try those games this week. I didn't even look at them. I was like, I I think I know what they're doing here. Yeah, <laughs> I think, think I think we've seen kind of what they're gonna do total, <laughs> right? And uh, I'm not sure look what at this else. Little you... arcade room though. I don't know. I don't. I never saw this. But yeah, if you're if you're looking uh, for something that ties in uh, with the movie. 
you're not going to see it much other than the game mechanic of uh, you trying to defeat the wet bandits. That's pretty much the whole game mechanic and all these different ports that came out at that time. Now, the one thing I will say, I think uh, this sort of game, had it been made today, would have had more opportunities. There's a game called uh, Party Hard and Party Hard 2. There's two of them. Oh. And they're kind of retro looking. They're, they're new games, but they're indie developed games where it's a bunch of pixel stuff going on and you've got to do a bunch of stealth things and kill people, assassinate certain targets, hide them, make sure the cops didn't see you do it, put the body in a dumpster. Think Hitman level type stuff, you know? And a game like, or an engine like that and a gameplay mechanic, a set of mechanics like that, I think would work well for this. Like Mm. a top-down thing where these two are after you all the time and you got to do creative sort of top-down three-quarter view trickery and traps and stuff to to clear levels or whatever i think there's there's a game there yeah i think it's smart yeah yeah, i think it's yeah i think i think being chased by something and then having to lay traps yeah that's a real good simple game mechanic to build a game around i agree you probably find that somewhere on ebay good luck yeah good luck it's okay it's it's a fine game it's fine it's okayist all right now the one i've never played me either not until this past week and a couple people recommended it or had seen it and i was like okay we'll check this out definitely curious about this uh let me play a little audio for you folks can you hear the c64 can you hear that ship Jeez, that c64 ship? audio man you can't you can't deny that listen to that i mean that's going right to my loins and making them ache yeah yeah Good Lord. Anyway, that's about all the sound it has. In fact, um, the game itself does not have much in terms of audio presentation, which is unfortunate for an audio show. But this is a side scrolling thing called the official Father Christmas from C6 on the C64 from 1989. And at the time, there was a charity for this. Right. Explain that. How did this game? come? So there is a charity. It's a charity for something that still exists today. It's called Save the Children Charity. And they sold this game for roughly two ninety nine two dollars and ninety nine. Two dollars ninety nine pounds. Was that it's pounds? Two ninety nine pounds. Whatever that would be back uh, then. I don't know. What whatever that would have been. Yeah. It eventually made it, I think, to the U.S. in some form or fashion. But yeah, it was every. I think all the donations, I think, went straight to uh, to save the children. A charity. Very short game. Uh, you probably could finish this in six minutes or so. It's got three stages. You're playing as as Santa Claus in the first stage, uh, and you're trying to collect parts for the sleigh. And but there's the you got the the Christmas elves are in your house for some reason, and if you run into one of them, uh, they steal those parts, and so you have to like constantly avoid them while walk uh, climbing up and down ladders. It's not it's, bad. I played all. It's I played basically this, I played Mario. It's Mario. Or sorry, it's Donkey Kong later stages when you're avoiding the fire guys and stuff it, like that. Yeah, that's what this is. Pretty much that is, and I I played the whole uh, the whole way through on archive.org uh, using the number pad uh, to to navigate. And it's it's fine. It's it's actually really funny though. But the cover art was the seller. Whoever did the cover oh, yeah. art for this game, yeah. can't this. judge a book by its cover, dude. I loved it. Second level, it gets a little. It gets more like uh, where you're, the, the elves are dropping the presents, and you have to collect so many of the presents. And there's a time mechanic too. But you're at Santa's Grotto, and once you collect enough of those, then you fly around the world, avoiding planes and dropping little presents off. Uh, for the little children, ah, and you help save the children of the world. Yeah, how more Christmas can you get? You got I, to have a little fun. Yeah, and a little uh, world peace, and joy, and happiness. I'm gonna give them this. A lot of games of that era, when you would go from one screen to the other, there was a big lag moment. 
Yeah, none. This game has none of that. It is like bam, bam, bam. Move from one scene to the other. Don't have to like wait for it to redraw or any of that. Just lickety fast. You, and that was a big deal. Ha- do you have that picture? Of I'm the, looking. Uh, I couldn't find it. Um, oh, wait a second. Let me, let me see. I don't it. think let it's me, in that I'll link take, you gave I, me. I sent you a Discord. Might be a few messages back. Let me see. I'll, I'll read oh, it here. Oh, let's see. Okay, yeah. You're right. Okay, there it is. There it is. I'll find it. There it is. Okay. Yeah, you see it? Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. It is amazing. It's like the best pixel art I've ever seen this in my life. This black and white one is crazy. All right, there it the is. Black, it's so creepy. If I had seen this, there's no way. It's, I'd be like, the children are just going to have to die. Official Father Christmas is what it's called from yeah. 1989. He looks like uh, he's about by. to go slaughter a family of four, doesn't he? <laughs> He really does. He's got like, he's got like these weird, baggy eye things going on, and then his top teeth are hanging down out of his mouth, like, Arr. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just the most. I love it. It's kind of great. It's just the best. It's kind of great. It's the best. Uh, but I give that one the shortest and the weirdest award for our uh, Christmas special. It was short, weird, and uh, awesome too. Yeah, kind of great. I didn't play it um, at all, but I did watch a full video of somebody, and uh, I thought it looked better than it had a new right yeah. to look i don't know it, it, it reminded it, it, it totally gave me that vibe of surfing the internet uh in like the early 90s uh, mid 90s where everything was midi christmas music you that's the thing you would do on your little website you have little animated mm-hmm. uh you know gifts yep. and uh, you'd have midi music that would auto load that people hated yep uh, and you know you just have blinking text it was just absolutely just Audio that plays in a browser without your permission was one of yeah. the worst eras in the history of browsers. <laughs> I was sitting there because the internet used to be super quiet. Yep. It was never and then, any bam, noise. Ah! And you'd hear and some mini music or some, you know, porn girl moaning or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. <laughs> you guys don't know how good we have it now with muted tabs and just the general yeah. the general idea I that people don't do I think we still get the, somewhat of the feeling when uh, if you, if your browser does not support uh, YouTube not instantly playing a, a, a video when you open a new tab. Yeah. That's annoying. My yeah. mind doesn't do that, but yeah. That's true. There's stuff like that, but boy, we're in a better place than we used to be. With yeah, that. a lot better. I can mute tabs now, though. Oh, of so course. That's, that, that's, a, that's a good thing. Now, listen to this and see if it's familiar to you at all. Hail to the king, baby. What are you waiting for? Christmas? Yeah. All right, get it? It's a Christmas reference. I get it. Uh, this is Duke Nukem, if it wasn't obvious. And uh, yeah. Duke Nukem made a Christmas game called Nuclear Winter. Nuclear uh, Winter. Came out in 1997. It was a free downloadable expansion to Duke Nukem Forever. No, not Duke Nukem Forever. Sorry, uh, just Duke Nukem. Duke it's got Nukem strippers and Christmas trees. Yep, strippers, Christmas trees, weirdos, stuff to kill. Uh, you know, it's Duke Nukem. So if you're wondering what that is, it's just him shooting stuff with. Tr- There's some Christmas it's, trees and you know lights. Yeah, it's decorated Duke Nukem, just like you would do. You 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 change your packs. You know, you throw some costumes on stuff, and uh, you they didn't have any new humor because they couldn't get they didn't get the voice actor to come back to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just kind of used what what they had. Yeah, uh, and it it's it's exactly what you would think it is. I think the story is uh, it was it was. Uh, Santa Claus has been captured and brainwashed by the aliens that Duke previously defeated. To make matters worse, the aliens are now supported by an enemy force calling themselves the feminist elven militia. So, you know. Yeah. Duke Nukem. Yeah, Duke, so Duke Nukem. Nukem's got to travel North Poi. North Poi. Yeah, yeah. North Poi. North Poi. North Poi. Yeah. North Poi. Yeah. North Poi. yeah, everybody wants to go to the North Poi. 
No um, toy. It's uh, it's it's just Duke Nukem with Christmas shit. I'm, it almost reminded it me of like a mod for Doom. Um, exactly what it. Or someone just of. made a, a Christmas mod <laughs> for the yeah, game. So lock in, log into your uh, in, into your bulletin boards and uh, and and find the and the freeware that is uh, this. Duke Nukem. Yeah, and it's look, it's fine. If you like Duke Nukem back then, then this is fine. It's just yeah, you're not I gonna was, get you're not gonna get the Christmas, uh, the, the you're not gonna get the Christmas willies or you know the Christmas warms or fuzzies, no, right? No, I mean I look, I at this era, this was not the game I played. I was not a Duke Nukem fan. I was more yeah, still playing Doom and playing Doom mods until until Quake really, right? Um, and making my own maps and doing all that stuff. So I never even really went near this game. And I don't, I never loved the kind of like, hey, baby, I'm here to yeah. rub my wiener in front of you or whatever he does. Um, <laughs> it just isn't my thing. So uh, if, yeah, but it might be yours. So if it is, if, if you're, you're into it, go for it. Yeah. You know, if you're sick, if you're sick of Christmas, uh, but you're, you know, subconsciously still need a little Christmas left. Duke Nukem, you know, it's the bloodiest of the the awards that I'm given this week. So, yeah. Oh, that's a, yeah. The bloody award. I think that's fine. Yeah. It's the bloody awards. It's All bloody. Right. Uh, it's bloody awful. How about that? All right. Here's a game series. I actually really liked this uh, comes from a similar era. If you remember uh, a certain, um, oh, I can't think of that. If you remember the name Cliff Blazinski. There you go. Yep. You might remember his origins when he and another dude made this game. say this doesn't really have much of a uh what's the word i'm looking for uh, christmas vibe christmas vibe but the game itself does um and this was cliff and that andre what's his name can't remember his name oh just flashed up yeah. last anyway it's jazz jackrabbit and they made a christmasy version of the game epic Holiday mega here. games back when epic was epic mega games uh still epic <laughs> mega games yeah so this would have been like uh early pre-unreal yeah. Era. This is so, and it's around the time that the guys over at ID were making games like I guess they were Apogee at the time. I forget how this all went down, but right, they were over there making um, Duke Nukem side scroller. Well, that was 3D Realms. Mm. They were doing that. What were they making? They had another thing like this uh, where a dude ran and you shot shit, and it was like a platformer. Yeah. What was that called? It's What's wrong a, with me? Yeah, it's just a side scrolling platformer, Jazz Jack Rabbit with some 90s attitude, green. Commander Keen, that's what it scheme. was. This was the Commander Keen era. Sorry, yes. Oh, yeah, Commander Keen era. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's it. Thank you, chat. Um, but yeah, the Jazz Jack Rabbit is is that. Well, okay. Let's be honest. Jazz Jack Jack Rabbit is trying to sort of be Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, he totally is. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You be what you want to be. You know. Yeah. Everybody was iterating on everybody. Hell, I'm making a card game right now that iterates on like ten different card games. All right. That's what we. It's what you do. You improve, you, you take the thing, and you run with it. But in specific, they had the bouncing uh, things, the, the springs. You went really fast through tunnels, uh, lots of loops and high speed, whatever. And a pretty good game, you know? I think the fact that they didn't use Christmas music, I think that this still feels like just an independent level of Jazz Jackrabbit. I feel like you could probably play this any time of year, just like you can watch Die Hard any time of year. Because it's not over, it's not laced in Christmas. It's just got like you know, it's got some Christmas imagery in it. Oh, and this bar right here has Christmas music. Here, listen to this. Yeah, that's my favorite. It's pretty cool, right? 
That's my favorite Christmas uh, jingle. Is it? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> everybody else in the house Merry is listening, to, they're listening <laughs> to like uh, some old old ass 40s thing. And Brian's like, no, turn it on to Jazz Jackrabbit's one off Christmas game. Can you feel it? That's great. Anyway, it's a fun game. I'm going to put this one up high on the list because I like Jazz Jackrabbit. Yeah, quite a bit. I liked it pretty good. I gave it, uh, I gave it the ninetieth, uh, the award for the ninetieth, and I liked the nineties. So I, I oh, it's nineties as hell. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was also on the this other thing. It was on the PC, and the PC had precious yeah. little platformers that were good. Yeah, yeah. This so is, I played this in DOSBox uh, a little bit, and uh, I'll just tell you that I played a lot of DOSBox Christmas games this past week, and uh, I gotta, I gotta get a better setup for DOSBox, man. Yeah. Ooh. Not Woo, not liking the uh, the setup. What's what's wrong with the way you're doing it? Do you think? Uh, well, the, I just got to get a consistent setup because I had when we played Alone in the Dark a while back for a, a previous episode. I really configured the crap out of DOSBox and I made it perfect. But I've forgotten how much time I spent doing that. And then when I played Jazz Jackrabbit and the one we're about to talk about, ooh. It was not configured right for that at all, yeah. and so I had to go digging through uh, config files, and it was it was a rough ride. It was a rough ride. Uh, chat reminds us, Cliffy B was only nineteen when he made this game. He was a oh, young, that is crazy protege. You could tell. Yeah, yeah. He went on to don't forget, man. Gears of War, Unreal, uh, Unreal yeah. Tournament, uh, other shit. The other shit is a very, done. very successful, uh, you know, dude in the industry did real well for himself. Yeah. And, uh, but I, you know, yeah. Jazz Jackrabbit's not bad. It's uh holiday here, 1994. Yeah, it's good stuff. Now here's a game yeah. I always hated. I'm going to admit it now. Not a fan. I think it's imp- an important series. I think it led to other things, but boy, howdy, did I hate it. Fascinating. Here you go. Enjoy. <laughs> This music is the freaking worst. Um, Lemmings. Lemmings made a Christmas game. All right. Yeah. And it's fine. (laughs) It's based on the original Lemmings uh, engine. They made more than just one. Oh, there were so many Lemmings games. Yeah. They made uh, the holidays. It was either Christmas. According to your region, it was either holiday Lemmings uh, or it was going to be Christmas Christmas Lemmings. uh, And... Yeah, they they made like uh, two demos, and then they made like two full games mm-hmm. of this. And I'm with you, Scott. I I thought I had played Lemmings, the first gaming engine. I had thought I had played it on the first gaming engine. I apparently have not because I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, nothing made sense. I've played some Lemmings since then, but probably more in the modern sense. And man, was this this gets the, the this gets the hardest award because my God, it was so hard. And it's not because necessarily that the idea is hard of trying to keep lemons assign lemmings jobs and try to keep them from killing themselves. It's because the the graphics that you have to you have to know what you want to assign to each one of them, the job mm-hmm. assignment, and it's represented by an icon with no text on it, and the icons don't make any sense. And so it's just this trial and error of what does that make them do? Yeah. Oh, well, that's not, that didn't work. I used to have my head around it pretty good back in the day. It kind of reminded me of, you know, if you could compare it to anything today, it'd be like a, almost the opposite of tower defense, but kind of has some tower defense aspects to it. Yeah, because part of it is automated and you're trying to manipulate the environment 
or have some of the characters do specific jobs that will allow everybody to auto walk to certain areas. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, there's something to that where I get excited and go, Ooh, yeah. I get to basically decide this outcome. I don't know. Lemmings and I had a moment and then we, we broke up and I never <laughs> liked it again. Just I will say I had trouble. I couldn't tell if my frustration was with the game or if my frustration was with the fact that I was having so much trouble with my DOS box setup. Um, this person is doing some smart things I didn't think to do. Uh, who's playing right now? They 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 were using this lemming to uh, put the put the brakes on some of these guys, and I just couldn't seem to get it figured out. But by the time I got through, I was like, okay, I kind of want to play this, but kind of like on the on the uh, on the scale of sometimes I want to play uh, Minesweeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good way of putting it. I, you know, yeah. it's like. That looks it. I might, I might have an itch one day to play some Minesweeper, and, and maybe I'll have some itch to play. Some it may be, maybe I will as well. Yeah. But right now, not really my thing. Um, I do like yeah. these sounds here at the end. Here, hold on a second. Where are we? Here we go. I like that sound. Don't yeah. know why. Just a and big the, fan I, of it. I'm not sure know. which one you grabbed it from. Did you grab it from the DOS version, the Mac version, or the Amiga version? This was the. DOS. Let me make sure. Yeah, DOS version for this one. Yeah, I thought I thought the way it sounded was probably that 1994. I wonder yeah. what Amiga sounded like. It's holiday it's, le- holiday lemmings, you guys. That's yeah, what that holiday was. Holiday lemmings or, or Christmas lemmings, if according to where you live. Now, the one that made me the most com- uncomfortable that we looked at this week. <laughs> I, I don't know why. There's something about the model for the Grinch that I could not get over. I can't explain it. Yeah. This is the one that all this is the this is the bridge that we kind of teeter on and play retro uh, is the PlayStation uh the Grinch from 2000 and yeah the the graphics are like Scott said uncomfortable. They're very uncomfortable. Here's here's some yeah. audio from it. You can get a good look at the video here as well. It's uh the music's fine. It's suitable. It's like, "Oh, sneaking around doing stuff cuz I'm the Grinch." Um, the Grinch. He looks like a wet pickle. I don't like him at all. <laughs> don't like it at all. I fired this up. Um, this crashed on me over and over. I couldn't get it to work. Uh, right. And I was playing it on a PC because my Steam Deck is somewhere else. So I couldn't do anything. Um, but I, well, they know where it is because I told everybody. Anyway, uh, yeah. I couldn't get it to work or I would have given this a little bit more time. But I can tell you from watching some some video of a run of it, I think this is an ugly game. <laughs> It is absolutely an ugly game, but it's doing something that we finally start getting around to early 2000s, which is, you know, a consistent game that can match up with the movie. So if you'd watched The Grinch uh, from that era with Jim Carrey, this uh, game mechanic is based on the part of the movie where Grinch goes around Whoville and sabotages Christmas. Yeah, which is a fun concept for for a game. A fun concept. Yeah. Yeah. For a game, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, they only have some sound clips, but they could be click carry or they might not be. I don't know because it's all yelling. It's like, Bah! but I can't yeah. tell if it's him. Um, his face, though, if you turn around, you can't tell in this video. But if you turn the camera around and look at his face real close, it's weird. It's like they it's- t- they scanned it from the from the film and like pasted <laughs> it on top. It's really it is pretty weird. terrifying. But you know. That whole that was Ron, did Ron Howard direct that movie? He did. He just, yeah, it was Ron Howard joint. Okay, yeah, I thought so. No. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a, a interesting. Some people love that film. I don't want to besmirch them. They're good time. I can't I like it. stand it. I hate it, and I don't I, know why. I, I don't even have a good answer. Yeah. I like Jim Carrey. I like Ron Howard. I like the other people in the cast. I like the concept of the Grinch. Did not like that movie. I just don't think you live action the Grinch. It's, 
I think that's my it's, problem. It's tough. It's tough because it is kind of like Ron Howard if if he was if he was trying to imitate Tim Burton, right? It's kind uh, of yeah. It's yeah. kind of odd. But, Good way uh, of putting it. But I also I, like I just it. I just have such love for the Chuck Jones original oh, animation absolutely. and the book, of course. And I also love the I'm more like recent both. CG one. I really liked with uh, oh yeah the one with. Uh, with Cumberbatch, the, I guess. Uh, Cumberbatch, yeah, Cumberbatch. Yeah. I haven't actually, I haven't actually watched that one yet. I like it. It's good. I watched part of it, and something happened, and I wasn't able to finish it. And it's on my Christmas list this year to watch. I won't say it's perfect, but I had a good time with it. That's the Illumination one, right? That's that's Illum- I think Sony guys. Illumination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. They're the same people that are making the Mario movie. Yeah. Did that? Yeah, and the minions and all that stuff. It's okay. Again, I wouldn't seek it out necessarily, but it's out there. Yeah, I, um, I put this as the most forgotten because uh, I only saw this on a couple of people's uh, Christmas list of, of games from Christmas when I was looking at I looked at about four or five different articles. By the way, thank you so much to the community who sent me several different articles. And I found out a whole bunch of Christmas games I had no idea about. And if you want to, if we're going to, of course, we'll have, uh, you've heard what we've done so far today. But if you go to, I think it's myabandonware.com. Mm-hmm. And you look for, I believe, let me see, let me take a look. Where's where's my little list at here? Uh, it's like I think is they have themes, and if you look for, search for, yeah, I got it here. Here it is. I'll look it up here. So go to myabandonware dot com mm. and go to the search uh, and look up the theme for Christmas, and you will find a lot of these games. These games typically make it they're abandoned right because mm. they're not really for making money they're for uh you know stunts essentially for the most part so right you'll find a lot of those there uh, most you know like dos amiga a lot of those games that we talked about i, I think there's a danger there's a the reason that these are special one-offs or oftentimes just mods added to existing games the knights is yeah. a good example duke Nukem's a good example it's because just market conditions are not going to support a no. game that is 100 percent christmas themed for how long it takes to develop a game then or now mm. and to put that out there into the world and say, here's the game and you're going to want to play it all year. It just, I just don't think it fits, you know? Yeah. So it's hard to, it's hard to do. That's why I think the fact that these exist at all is kind of miraculous and kind of cool. Yeah. Um, which is why we're covering. And I only want to play them once a year anyway. So yeah, you're only going to play them that one <laughs> month. So why not? All right. You don't want that sitting. You don't want that sitting on your shelf during, uh, you know, in, in July, you got to mm-hmm. put that away until you got to put in all the other Christmas stuff in a little box in your garage. That's right. Forget you, about it. You might get, three, you get three months out of, uh, 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 uh how, or what's it called? Nightmare before Christmas. You could do three yeah, months yeah, out of that, yeah. but the rest of it, like nobody makes a game around Easter. That'd be terrible. Or yeah, do they? They're well, they, probably... they, they 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 made a couple of movies like Hop and stuff, but yeah, this that's a tough. I can't even watch that. Wasn't there like the Guardians or something too? They they did that for a couple of years with uh, not that many years ago, where they tried to make all the holiday movies every holiday. Would not surprise Everyone. me. No. Um, real quick, we do want to mention a couple of uh, weird ones that are not available or were not. Uh, there's a game called Days Before Christmas. D A Z E. This was a Norwegian. Mm-hmm. A uh, company we all know now as Funcom. They still exist. They make MMOs and stuff. Uh, Mega Drive. This was published by Sunsoft in 94, but this was exclusively in Australia. It was ported mm-hmm. to the Mega Super Drive. NES and released in Europe and Australia, but North America was uh, canceled. They never got it. We never got it. Yeah, probably because it took too long. It's probably like February. Yep. They finally get around to it. And it's like, nobody wants this in February. Nobody's going to buy your Christmas it looks game. good. Yeah, it does, actually. It looks kind of cool. Yeah. I think I would play this if I... Well, I'd, I could probably find the ROM, but... Um, 
We'll see. Oh yeah, I I I'd almost play this one. I said eh, but my plate's pretty full, so I said I'll just I'll just mention this one. The other uh, ones worth mentioning are Snatcher for the Sega CD. This was a early Hideo Kojima uh, project, mm-hmm. and uh, the setting was Neo Kobe, uh, Japan, yeah, Neo Kobe. In, during Christmas, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah. Um, so it's just like yeah. one area in the in the Snatcher Sega CD, uh, and it's like a everything's theme like that. And I put a I put a link to the music in there from the YouTube channel. Um, because I thought it was pretty freaking sweet, but it's a, uh, it's a jingle bell 2042 song. Yes. Yeah, baby. Hey, I know you like death stranding one. Are you excited about the sequel that got announced last week or how you feeling yeah, about that? I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I know people yeah. give it a hard time saying it's a walking simulator, but uh, you know, so it's like shipping. <laughs> Don't drop your packages. Weird story. And yeah. I mean, it's shipping. weird. You got it. You got to kind of like balance your character with weight. If you never played death stranding and uh, you're not a modern gamer much, Basically, it is kind of a walking simulator because what you're doing is you're trying to collect as many things to transport, and you got to do walking with it, and so you got to mm-hmm. balance it, and so you can't have your character like fall over. So mm-hmm. you have to. There's like this whole balancing deck thing while doing a million other things as well. But yeah, I like it. It's I a like the, it's a it's a thing move. that exists, and it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, I think we cannot, you know, just to jump on the, uh, the the dog pile that is is Die Hard a Christmas movie. Well, <laughs> it's maybe even a Christmas video game. Die Hard Trilogy for the PlayStation, 1996. I think it ended up on yeah. the Saturn as well. And I think you're right. Oh, somewhere else. Yeah, I think there was one more place. It would have been of that era, right? It would arcade? have been Saturn, it was arcade. PlayStation. Was it arcade? I, I think it was actually a portable, wasn't it? It was like on the... Was it on game? Uh, damn it, I don't remember. Okay, I'm going to find out. Here we go. PlayStation, Win. Oh, it's on PC, I guess. Saturn, PlayStation, yeah. and Windows. That was it. Oh, okay. Then I was wrong. Anyway, originally 96 for the PlayStation, and then later on Windows and Sega Saturn in 97. It is, uh, you know, it's the Die Hard trilogy, and as part of it, you spend a bunch of time in the first movie setting, and as a result, you see a lot of Christmas shit. <laughs> you get your Christmas stuff. It's it, Part of it's like, I think, like, it's different games together, too. It's like... I think the shooter part is the most Christmassy because I think a lot of the characters are dressed up in. Uh, I think it's like Santa's yet to avoid shooting. And that yeah, kind of there's stuff. a bunch of mall Santa types that are actually terrorists. Yeah. So you got to fight them. Mall Santa types. It's uh, I, those games are pretty fun. They're all, they're all right. I love I I love Die Hard trilogy box cover box, which you just showing. Yeah. What was it said? The the what it says the the amazing. Uh, well, what did it say? On, on the I'll cover pull it up box? here. It what says. Oh gosh. What was this? What was the subtext of that? Here it is: three maximum adventures, one maximum explosive adventures, one explosive package. <laughs> and then, by the way, all the E's for some reason are all capitalized. The letter E. Yeah, it what makes you, sense. What's that about? Die hardy. I, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Look at that: three with the two E's, maximum adventures. Yeah. Or e. It's like all these E's are all capitalized. It, yeah, that's weird. 90s, man. 90s. That's what was going on. Weird. I like it. Do you hear my dogs? Hold on. Do you hear that? I can barely hear it. Yeah, just yeah, they're barely. howling. howling are they, are the they barking? Uh, the barking jingle bells. Have you heard? Have you listened to the? <laughs> is it jingle bells that the dog <laughs> choir does? Because there's a there's a cat version too, right? Is there? Meow meow meow. Oh, that seems like I yours. hate that stuff so bad. <laughs> Animal based songs where they do the, the barks and oh, I hate it, dude. I hate it so much. I hate it. It's one of my worst holiday pet peeves. Yes. 
the worst. Dogs don't deserve that kind of ridicule. It's horrible. I love it. All right. Well, that is your look at some Christmas games of yesteryear, and uh, we hope you enjoy Merry it. Christmas. Merry all. Christmas to everybody. May your Christmases be white. All right. Look at this. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna press on through and do what we always do, which is this: destroy it. <laughs> uh, this is time for guess my game. It's a segment where we play audio from an old game and try to stump each other as to what it might be. I'm gonna start. Came out in 2000. Game Boy Color. Oh, Game Boy Color. Maybe uh-huh. it's one of the games that I got. Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe not, though. But let's find out. I'll play the audio. You see if you can guess. Here you go. Oh, this. Wait. I know that song. But the other part's trash it, whatever it is. I know. That's the problem with it is there's like the sound effects are also music sounds. And so it sounds really weird. Like that is also the burp when he does stuff. Well, there's a hint. There's a guy doing stuff. There's a hint. Platformer. There's a guy doing stuff. Platformer with some verticality. That's the other hint. Verticality platforming. Art Hat Harry? Nope. I'll give you another hint. Got, that's vertical and he's got uh, he's doing stuff. You're not wrong. I'll give you another hint. It's a Nintendo IP. Oh, it's a Nintendo IP. Mario doing something? <laughs> I'll I'll give you one last hint. He's one of my favorite ancillary Mario characters, Nintendo characters. Oh, oh! So this has got to be a uh, 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 War- Wario World Land. What is it? War- uh, uh, Damn it! I'm gonna color, have right? to. I'm gonna have to give it to you. That's pretty good. Wario Land three is the three. Uh, there you go. The game and I like Wario Land games. Yeah, that's a good one. The fourth one for the SNES is, or no, GBA I think is my favorite. Those were always yeah. portable games. I never put them on. We're gonna attack. Consoles. We're gonna we're gonna tackle the Wario series at some point. We just gotta talk about all things Wario. I love yeah. him. Agreed. Because you know what he'd say. Am I gonna win? <laughs> that's what he'd say. But we're not gonna talk about Waluigi. No, he, he sucks. He's a dick. All right, screw that. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> Brian. I'm gonna play yours. I, I'm gonna call that a win for you. So I got I got my work right. out for me. I'll here. take my win. All right. What do you got? What's the What's my setup here? What's the the, the the year is 1990, and we're on the NES Nintendo Entertainment Center, just like we heard at our system. Excuse me, just like we heard at the top of the show. Center. That'd be the NEC, Center. and then that's the a whole NEC. different. I know brand. NES. That'd be the Turbo Graphics. All right, here we go. I'm gonna play it. <laughs> Let's see what we get. Jeez. NES? NES. I want to say it also uh, made it to the Commodore 64, Turbo Graphics 16, and the DOS. Give me another hint. Give me like a... Uh, let's see. Uh, what if I told you the designer was Tony Van? Probably wouldn't mean anything to Tony you, Tony right? Van? Yeah. How no. about it was developed by Pack-In Video? Pack-In Video? Yeah. That definitely doesn't help me. How about as a shooter? Side-scrolling shooter? I see. And, yeah, it's, a sh- it's a side-scrolling shooter and, and platform. Platformer. Right. Uh, uh, Secret Agent Joe and his misadventures in Happy Place Land. I don't know. What if I told you part of it was... or it, What if I told you it was... It was uh, it, it occurred 
during Christmas. <laughs> oh. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Damn it. During Christmas? Yeah. What if I told you it took place at a certain tower? Oh, is this... <laughs> this is the Die Hard game? This is the Die Hard game oh, on the NES. An NES yeah. Die Hard game? Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh dang it. I got to see this. Die Hard. Yes. Oh, my God. And we get a great... We get some of these great still scenes that are just fantastic. The cut scenes are, are the best. Oh, look game. at that dude. Uh, Theo, the guy that played Theo, just died. Just passed away. Yeah. Just recently. Oh, oh look the, at that. Top pixel down. art. Whoa. Yeah, it was it was top down. The the pixel art of uh, some of it is uh, the 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 pixel art of the the actors are amazing. So there's some Bruce Willis uh, pixel art that is incredible. Uh, in betweens, did they call it what was it? Nakatomi Plaza, Nakatomi Tower. What they call it? Oh, did I say? Oh, that's right. I think you might. Well, be I right. don't know. I'm, that's yeah. what I'm asking. I don't actually know. I think you may not be to wrong. It as both, I think, didn't they? At different have. point in times. It's like a top-down bullet hell thing. Oh, look at that thing. Look at Bruce. Oh, go back. Look at Bruce. That's what I say. Look at that. Look at those cutscenes. Look at go that. Back to him. Let's see that again. There he is. Maybe there's a computer that controls the express elevator. <laughs> hey, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, that's, that's the great. that's the whole reason to play this game to get those cutscenes. Is he barefoot? They're amazing. I'm assuming so. I don't think they showed it. Yeah, it looks like. Is that a leg? Is that a wiener what i don't know it looks like his ween doesn't yeah. it it's hard to tell because it's, it's kind of top down ish well that's amazing i didn't know this yeah. was even a game this is news to me got it. yeah when i was exploring i was like what this one Ooh, we got some more art oh, what's this one say here. wait go back john uses oh, the first that. aid kit to help ease the pain in his feet yes well that's the truth i'm gonna capture that out just for fun that's great yeah. All right. That's awesome. I love that. Very good pick. You also threw me because it. I should have thought. I should have known. It includes Christmas. Duh. Durr. All right. Durr. Well done. That was real good. Let's do this. Welcome to the treasure room. Time for emails. Play retro show. Sorry. Play retro show. I said that right. Play retro show at gmail.com. I say, I say, I'm doing like foghorn leghorn over here. Play retro show at gmail.com is where these go. And we got one from Nate at that very self same address. And he says this Hey, love the show. I have listened to all the episodes and have shared it with many. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Is that nice? That, that spread is. the word, man. Thank be, you, Nate. Be like Nate. Be like Nate. Uh, it says, Can you talk a bit about rubber banding? This is new to me. Yes. At first, I thought you meant literally using a rubber band to hold down the stick in a position or something. But you also seem to uh, imply that it was more generally used as a cheat or strategy. Thanks. So here's how rubber banding works. Uh, we'll use Mario Kart 64 as an example because it's the best one probably. And that's what we was talking about too. Uh, yeah. I think it's probably brought the subject. And it was egregious at doing it. It really pissed yes. me off yes. and was known for this. But anyway, uh, let's say you're having a race and you look down to the minimap and you notice, boy, I'm doing all right. I'm like lap two. I'm in first place. I'm in first place. It's lap two. These guys are 12 car lengths behind me all wadded up, trying to catch up. It's going good. And then without them using power-ups, without anybody having a blue shell or any of that stuff, you would suddenly notice, like, let's say Yoshi, his little dot going really quickly toward the end of the race when you're about to cross the finish line, or a little bit before, your third lap, let's say. Suddenly, Yoshi's got all kinds of gumption that he didn't have before, and he's right on your ass. 
Uh, the same thing happened. Okay, so that's one example of rubber banding. And he will often, sometimes he'll win or knock you out of place or whatever, but he's just magically catching up. It's an AI yeah. crutch. It's, a, it's, it's, the, a, it's the game trying to balance so that no one individual like has a blowout, right? right. It's kind of like, yes, right. the game trying to balance every all the players through what seems like cheating methods because you haven't changed your gameplay. Yeah. So that's what frustrating to the gamer. The gamer has not changed their gameplay Yet their position is suddenly challenged. Yeah, except J- freaking Yoshi pew, pew, suddenly on uh, yeah. steroids and can do whatever he wants. So F that and conversely, guy. And conversely, if you fall behind, you will suddenly find that you're picking up all the right pickups. Yeah, and that thing, the game is is you know it's a, the shell game. It seems like you're always winning. Right, pops up. Right, and so it it does kind of have the reverse effect as well. It's just kind of a crutchy way to 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 balance the game and many racing games yeah. including mario kart do way better now at how they do this just better ai better scaling better everything early, um, early basketball sports games yes sports games like i was going to mention that M- nba jam horrible example of this or uh, egregious yeah. example of this because they they did it for quarters and a lot of arcade games did this um yeah. instead of ramping up difficulty in a traditional way toward the end of the fourth quarter you start missing easy shots and there's yeah. no explanation for it. Just your out of the percentage rim. just goes. Your percentage of making <laughs> shots goes down, and the other team is making way more. And if they're behind, they're catching up like crazy, and you're missing every yeah. bomb you throw. So yeah. it's it's that. Now sometimes it's that. It's a reason to get more quarters. Or in the case of Mario Kart, it's just not great uh, AI. Yeah. It's it, it's it's you know it's a it's a solution or a, it's it's one solution uh, for an imbalance in a game to like to like make it even but it's frustrating to the gamer because it feels like the game is cheating well comment of the show is icor who says back in my day we called that bullshit that's bullshit that's exactly what we would say we would throw the controller down. that's that's bullshit, bullshit. we would i'd, I'd do raced, it today i would i went three laps in first place yeah. and now yoshi who is last is right on my butt yeah he's going peep, so. peep you peep you and he's up there <laughs> screw that guy Anyway, thanks for the email, Nate. Uh, hopefully that helps clarify that. We also got a text that came to us at 801-471-0462. This is from Condor Felt. Oh, Condor Felty Condor. It's a weird name. I, I mean, like no it. offense. It's just odd. He says, hello, Scott and Brian. I love retro games, but there are times oh, I go back to old stuff and end up having a bad time. How much mm. of your love of retro gaming is about the nostalgia we feel about them when we were there? Condor. I think that happens a lot. Um, there are cases yeah. where it doesn't happen, and I'm I'm amazed how well something held up, and I get really hooked on it and play it, or things I missed and I, I really get into now. But there are games. I'll give you an example. I felt this really uh, acutely when I played um, uh, the Seven Up uh, Spot games. The what yes. was it called? Spot. Uh, uh, was this Spot? Cool Spot. Cool Spot. spot. Remember that? Cool oh, Spot. God, yes. Him. Yummy. Sorry, my wife brought me food. Oh, it's a cool spot. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, cool spot. Up. Yes. And cool spot was uh, a game that I loved when it was out and played the hell out of it and thought, this is so cool. And then it came out in that form or I played it recently for the show and I went, I don't want to play this. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Like it's not, we've gotten it's, better at these. It's not as fun as I thought it was. So I, I, I think it's kind of like this. Mm. If you, this is how I always look at retro games and retro anything. If, uh, if you eat McDonald's every day, uh, you know, you may find affinity 
towards the nuggets. And you'd be like, oh, these nuggets are great. Yeah. But then if you stop eating McDonald's for a couple of years and you eat somewhere else, it's much better. Uh, and then you're like, oh, you know what? I miss those McDonald's nuggets. They were fantastic. And you go back and eat them. They're going to taste like crap. Yeah. Now, if you start eating McDonald's again, <laughs> which is basically what I've done, I've started playing way more retro games. And the more you eat the the McDonald's retro game meal, the more you start going, oh, yeah, this is why I appreciate it about this game. Well, so. there's one that I'm actually afraid of, uh, and we haven't covered it yet. And I think we're going to probably at one point we'll do an Earthworm Gym retrospective. I uh, yes, and um, when we do, I'm nervous, Earthworm dude. Gym. I'm nervous. I played I, Earthworm Jim like a year ago when we first started talking about doing play retro. That was one of the first ones I thought of. But I, that and Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, and I played both those games. And I was like, oh, I don't think so. I know, I right? Know. I mean, but, I, I love them. But then, but, but then I played a month ago after ooh. eating a McDonald's for a year, <laughs> and I'm like. I kind of like this. Yeah, no. See, that's I the other like thing. It. it depends on your gaming trajectory. If you're like super into right. AAA titles of of the modern era, you may find that nothing will work for you the way it used to because you're now in a, right. a new place, enjoying what new stuff there is. But if you get in that retro mindset, yeah, I, I think there's there's gold to be dug uh, yeah. around there. But nostalgia is usually the thing. That's usually the sirens call that get us to to go play because it's like you. It's like that song you you haven't heard in forever, and it comes on, just brings back all the memories and everything else. That's all those games are too. And when you try to revisit it, it's difficult, and unless you unless you spend a good bit of time, yeah, you have to like reimmerse yourself into it. I agree. That's how I find joy in it. I agree, Condor. I hope that helps answer uh, your question, and I hope you find old games that you like. I will say this for Nintendo: their older games, especially like the Zeldas and the Mario's and whatever mm-hmm. stuff, holds up like it, nothing it else. Does. It's perfect they, today as it was then. So, and the reason why is because Nintendo always used mature ideas, and I don't mean like mature as in hey, you you've got your humor is very mature. I mean they used mature technology, mm-hmm. mature gaming mechanics. Right. They did things that they knew already worked, and they weren't trying to push the edge. Unlike some of the Christmas games we talk about today, like that weird Grinchy game, Ugh. it was trying to you know it was trying to push the edge, and so. Anytime the, you're out there, you're, the, you're the not wet pickle scared. goes to Whoville's, what they yeah. should have called that. <laughs> wet hairy pickle. I don't like it. Wet hairy pickle. Uh, all right. Well, well done. That's great. And uh, please keep those texts coming. 801-471-0462. You can text us anytime there, and uh, we'll be happy to read them on the show. You can also keep emailing us at playretroshow at gmail.com. Our next big uh, coverage next week will be, I can't believe we're finally doing this, Gauntlet 1 I, and 2. Yes, it I'm going to try to play those ports too, but we're I'm, we're, we're focused on Gauntlet One and Two, and I'm, I'm I can't wait. I'm pretty excited. Oh, I'm so excited about that! I love the Gauntlet series. I uh, the my favorite game series of all time is Diablo, but it doesn't exist without Gauntlet. Yeah. Like Gauntlet started so much for dungeon crawlers and game space and stuff. Freaking love it! That's also one of the games when I go back to Gauntlet One, I don't enjoy very much. I try. Yeah, but Brian needs Gauntlet badly. Badly, you're a Valkyrie now. <laughs> Anyway, we'll do that next week. Gauntlet 1 and 2. So prepare thine selves uh, for that. In the meantime, I want to thank a brand new uh, person who just showed up at the party here today. On yes. Our, on our Patreon at patreon.com slash playretro. It's Nick O. We'll assume it's Offerman. The great actor Nick Offerman yes. has joined us. And uh, Nick O, it's well, uh, welcome to the party. It's good to have you here. You are going to benefit in great ways, including no commercials ever, monthly benefits, and pre-show content every week. And more. 
So go check it out at uh, patreon.com slash play. And you Patreon retro. supporters are going to get some more uh, exclusive content coming this at, near the end of this month. I'll have a couple of days off from uh, my day job. And so I'm going to I've got a lot of things to mess mm, with. I'm excited. Can't wait to hear it. I am too. So uh, huge thanks uh, to him and everybody who supports us over there. Really appreciate it. Play retro show gmail.com. Once again, is that email address. And uh, don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at play retro show. You can also find us on the web, frogpants.com slash playretro. And leave us reviews when you uh, are on your various podcast directory type things. Always helps us get discovered and uh, tell your friends also. That'd be nice. That's going to do it for us. Be, be like Nate. Yeah, be like Nate, everybody. Be like Nate. Go play something retro. And we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Why do they have to walk that fast? I don't know. (laughs) I love that so much.